arcade as a baby? Well, not a baby. Babies shouldn't be in arcades. No, we didn't have those in Granite Falls. Are you they kidding? They had them in Hawkins, Indiana, like <laughs> the fictional town. That's a TV yeah, show. But, like, <laughs> that was also a big thing in like it. They had arcades. I guess she lived in a smaller. Not in Granite Falls. Yeah. We were teeny, teeny, tiny. We've been talking from about Mortal Kombat for a minute and 23 seconds, and it feels like two hours. <laughs> you just gotta watch the movies. Like, they made Kung Lao hot in the new one, and, like, I appreciate it. Again, this has no meaning to me. <sighs> just, I'm gonna eat an edible later, and then you're just gonna get a stream of pictures and character bios. Oh, great. That that should be fun uh, when I'm asleep in two hours. <laughs> Kung Lao has a hat that's like a circular saw blade. And he throws it. Very cool. Right? <laughs> um, like I said, nothing to do with the actual topic of this mini. No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not that any of our mini intros ever do. Today. Oh, um, this is Afternoonified, and I'm Sarah. I think they know that at this point. I'm Emily. <laughs> yeah, but it's pol- we're professional podcasters, Emily. <laughs> professional podcasters get paid. I am not a McElroy. <laughs> We are not professional in that we're getting paid. Professional is in we comport ourselves very businesslike and uh, things. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? Yep. As yep. you do. Cause, yeah, because uh, there definitely haven't been more than one recording session of a podcast in the last month where we talked about cock rings for like 10 minutes. So uh, today we're going to talk about the Kensington Ruinstone. Do you know what that is? Um, Kensington is a, a place in England, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe. That's the extent. Or it might just... No, it's just the last name of Austin Powers' partner in the first Austin Powers movie. That's a deep cut. <laughs> when... I'm... I, no, now I'm curious. When is the last time you watched Austin Powers? Uh, March. Uh, Travis and I watched all three of them. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. I feel like it's more recent than, like, average people. <laughs> no, like, we'll find, like, a, a franchise and then watch all the movies in it. So, like, we've done Pirates of the Caribbean and, like, Lord of the Rings and stuff, but then we've done, you know, Austin Powers and Ace Ventura, and I'm sure The Fast and the Furious is coming up at some point. Oh, yeah. Gotta fit that one in. I gotta watch some of those movies. I've, I've never seen any of them. It's about family. I've seen pieces. I don't know. Cannot focus on movies. When Travis anymore. first described it to me, he was like, Yeah, they steal VCRs from the back of trucks in their fast cars. And like, they're stealing VCR. They were also stealing it for resale. My mind went to like, did they like have a copy of like Lord of the Dance that they needed to watch that was only on VHS? Yes. That's the whole plot of the movie. <laughs> Vin Diesel it's- wants to watch Lord of the Dance. <laughs> Uh, there's got to be an intro there somewhere. Um, okay, so the Kensington Runestone has nothing to do with England. <laughs> actually, no. Uh, Kensington is actually a place in Minnesota. I knew this was going to come back to Minnesota somehow. It usually does. That seems to be the plot of most of my minis, I've started to realize. And, you know, I'm fine with it. All roads lead to Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> so on a fine fall day... In 1898, uh, a Swedish immigrant named Olaf Omen went to clear (laughs) some land out on his farm near Kensington, Minnesota, which is just outside, which is now the city of Alexandria. Which is... You're not going to know where that is. I know where that is. 
What is it in relation to a city that I would know where it is? It's like basically smack dab in the middle of Minnesota. Okay. It's probably like an uh, probably like two and a half hours from the Twin Cities. So like the mid Midwest. Yes. The middest West. Literally the middle of the no. We're we're <laughs> the North. We're not the Midwest. That's a whole thing. We're not well, going to get into it. No. <laughs> So uh, there, tangled in the roots of a poplar tree, he unearthed a 200-pound slab of sandstone about the size of a grave marker that was covered in mysterious ruins. 200 pounds of sandstone that was the size of a grave marker? Yes. It's a big grave it's a marker. Or big or rock. Sandstone is heavier than I anticipated. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I have no knowledge into the density of sandstone, but... Could be yeah. column A, column B, but... <laughs> it was a big rock, and it was full of writing. Okay. Particularly, uh, the markings were later identified as Scandinavian runic writing. Oh, well. <laughs> so the generally accepted translation of these runes is as follows. We are eight Goths, Swedes, <laughs> and 22 Norwegians on an exploration journey from Vinland through the West. We had camped by a lake with two skerries, uh, one day's journey north from this stone. We were out and fished one day. After we came home, we found 10 of our men red with blood and dead. AVM, which stands for Ave Virgo Maria, our hail Virgin Mary, uh, save us from evil. We have 10 of our party by the sea to look after our ships. 14 days journey from this island. Year 1362. Okay. So assuming, assuming this assuming. description is genuine... Uh, it would mean that Vikings had not only reached the North American continent well before Christopher Columbus, which we already know they did, but it would also mean that they had managed to make it as far in as the Great Lakes. Which is decently far in. It's pretty good. I mean, it is the middle of the country. Oh, no, it's the north of the country, Sarah. Middle of the continent. Sorry. <laughs> I stand corrected. There are a few reasons why this might be bullshit. <laughs> a few. Just a few. A few. A handful. No, are you guys just so bored out there that you're like, I'm going to make this fake thing and put it in the ground and see what happens? Because that seems to be a trend. Well, it was 1898. This guy lived on a farm in Kensington, Minnesota, in the middle of nowhere. With no arcades. No arcades. Great, I'm going to have to leave that part now. Now you have to leave the whole, like, <laughs> ten minute intro. <laughs> <laughs> so the inscription itself, both the writing and the language it uses, is let's say it's it's a dubious authenticity. <laughs> so people were already dismissing the stone as a fake as early as 1899. Uh, several experts, after analyzing the ruins, ruins I keep saying ruins like they're a castle, ruins <laughs> declared that there were too many discrepancies in the form and vocabulary vocabulary from the known Scandinavian languages of the time. Like, it was just way too modern. It wasn't the way people back then were known to have written. Okay. Uh, likewise, the condition of the rock is questionable in that it's not quite as weathered as you would expect to see from, like, a big slab of rock that's been exposed to the elements for over 500 years. It was the buried, writing is wasn't very it? clear. Oh. Yeah, but, I mean, it takes a while to get buried. I mean... Unless they buried it to begin with. Yeah, but then why would you write a whole thing on a stone and then bury it? Like a time capsule. I don't know. They're Vikings writing <laughs> time capsule. We don't know. Look, I've heard it both ways, Sarah. <laughs> it's it's a 
clearly a debate in the historical community. Did Vikings do time capsules? Yes. Uh, so some folks do dispute this, uh, the weathering of the stone, not the time capsules. Uh, so there was a 2003 analysis by a self-described forensic geologist called Scott F. Walter. He has a show like on the Travel Channel, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, you dive into Discovery Plus, you find some people who know what they're talking about. They have an entire show where they just show, like, videos of ghosts, and then they have podcasters comment on it. It's amazing. So, Walter concluded that the inscriptions were, at minimum, 200 years old. But even that's pretty highly contested. And, I mean, it's not, like, that would also put it, like, at 1800. Yeah, which is, so. we'd already been here for a while. Yeah. Most estimates place the carving about the time Olaf Omen, quote unquote, discovered the stone. Ah. Finally, the story on the stone itself doesn't make much sense, like not as written. So theoretically, for the Viking party to have reached Kensington, um, the likely route would have been south from the Hudson Day, which is modern day Canada, Mm -hmm. which is a journey of at least 800 miles and very difficult to do in a matter of only 14 days. Yeah. As, yeah, as it was mentioned. Um, also, if the party had just stumbled upon a massacre of their fellow explorers, would they really have taken the time to, like, carefully inscribe the story on a big rock? Probably not. That takes, uh... <laughs> I mean, sandstone's takes, pretty soft, but... I'm, but it's still, like, it takes time. Well, no, obviously, yeah, like, it's not super plausible. Yeah, it's probably fake. I hate to say it, because it's cool, but it's probably fake. I mean... Joseph Smith did pretty much the same thing, and he got a whole religion, so. I mean, (laughs) Olaf Omen, not that that successful. It's all about charisma. So the one question does remain in that. If this was a hoax, which it likely was, then who did it and why? Olaf. I mean, yeah, he's the obvious culprit, except, like, okay, so he did, like, we'll go back. He had a few books about runes and a friend who's... Like had some knowledge of his own. Mm-hmm. Some have speculated that they because they had they both between them had very little education, so like people thought they disliked academics, mm. and the hoax was an attempt to maybe fool them. Okay, but I don't know. That's I would say speculation. Um, usually, when people do hoaxes, they do it for money. But if it that was the case, Owen didn't get a lot for the stone. Like um, he sold it to the Minnesota Historical Society in 1911 for a whopping ten dollars. Which is like two hundred fifty bucks today. Okay, so he well, got really very little money for it. Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite things in stories like this is like someone sees an alien, they're like, and they had eighty books about aliens, or she committed the murder, and she had ninety books about getting away with murder, like that kind of thing. It's like yeah. at least return your library books, my man. <laughs> And apparently, like, Vikings were a big thing about this time. Like, Leif Erikson was kind of the cool new topic, and <laughs> people were talking about him. And it's also, like, it's in a community of Swedish and Norwegian immigrants who, well, I, you know. Everyone knows that Leif Erikson was basically the Billie Eilish of late 1800s Minnesota, so. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Uh, so, regardless of its authenticity, the Kensington Runestone has been and has always been an attraction. Uh, it was put on display at the Smithsonian for a time, uh, and as well as the 1965 World's Fair. Currently, <laughs> you can see the stone at the Runestone Museum in Alexandria, Minnesota. The Runestone Museum? Yep, I have been there. It's awesome. Is it just the one runestone? No, it's the runestone, and then they do kind of, like, just general, like, 
small town museum things where it's like pioneers and there's like a little pioneer village in the back and it's pretty cool. We took the kids there a couple summers ago. Um, My dad's girlfriend actually lives in Alexandria. So we were just in town. I like it. It's a cool museum. Um, It's also right across the street from the statue of Big Ole. (laughs) I'll send you a picture of him. Uh, he is a 28-foot-tall Viking whose shield bears the inscription, Alexandria, birthplace of America. Just out of curiosity, did you want to do this mini before or after I drunkenly put Vikings as the topic for the week preceding and then changed my mind? I did have it on the list just because I did want to do it. Um, I moved it up to coincide with your Vikings episode. Which, of course, was, is not going to be a Vikings episode anymore, but that's fine. I was fine. just worried that, like, you were planning for a tie-in and that I had completely fucked it up by talking about ghosts, but... Well, I mean, you did fuck it up because I was planning for a tie-in, but it's fine because I was going we'll to talk about it anyway. We'll get to Vikings <laughs> later. I, like, I was drunk watching a nature documentary about Norway. <laughs> I was like, ooh, this seems good. To be fair, like, you gave me plenty of warning you were not going to do Vikings, so I could have changed it, and I decided not to, because it's like, eh. That's a big statue of Viking. Yep. You can look up a skirt. I would prefer not to. Man, I miss the Scandinavian festival. Come to Minnesota. It's a Scandinavian festival all the time. Can I get able skiers? I don't know what those are. What? I'm not Scandinavian. Oh, they're like little, um, you take like basically like a pancake batter and you put it into this pan that's like little half circles, but then you like flip it around with like a a toothpick or a skewer and it makes it into like this round like pancake ball with a hole in the middle and then you crack it open and fill it with butter and jam. I mean, that sounds delicious. It really is. I can't say I've ever had one. Huh. But I want to. Yeah, we'll get into it later. I'll send you, not a recipe, they're a pain in the ass, but... Yeah, no, I, I, that sounds way too putsy, but... I may have, like, heard of them by a different name. I think it's just one of those things that every Scandinavian country has, but, like, I think Sweden, like, the Swedish name is the one that we settled on. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're Danish, sorry, Abelskivers are Danish. Ah, that's probably why. We have a lot more Norwegians around than any other Scandinavian that makes okay. sense. Yeah, for some reason, Junction City, Oregon was, like, crazy, like, Scandin- like people from a bunch of different Scandinavian countries ended up in Junction City, Oregon. So we have a, uh, a festival for it. Just generic Scandinavia. Anyway, so... <laughs> yes, they can't get too specific. But. <laughs> well, that's an interesting hoax that I guess at this point has come full circle, and it is, like, important... Just in, by by fact, of I would old, call it a curiosity. Okay, like like those mermaids that you see at Ripley's, believe it or not. Yeah, I, the museum definitely tries to sell it as more controversial than it is. Not necessarily controversial, but that there's more debate about it. When in reality, like I think most learned people are like, no, <laughs> this yeah. isn't a thing. <laughs> I mean, the part that that's still kind of giving me pause is why. Yeah, that's the big question. Just to fuck the, with, with people? I mean, why not? I guess, could've why been, not? Like you said, he could have just been bored. Yeah, not a lot to do. Except no. farm. Pretty much. Well. That's all I've got. We'll never know. No, nope. I, I assume It'll be a mystery forever. Yes, actually, he is. That was over 120 years ago. 
Or maybe he's not. Are you implying that he's immortal? Maybe. I don't know. It seems like it would make a good pitch for Tomb Raider 2, so I'm just going to hold on to that. Okay, you lock that away and you write a screenplay about it. Yeah, because Lara Croft definitely needs to go to the Midlands. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like a good (laughs) follow-up. All right, guys. Goodbye. We love you. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.